Let's just go ahead and pray in the spirit, inside and outside. And those following online, let's just go ahead in the spirit. Please don't be distracted. Just for a few moments, we're just going to pray in the spirit. Come <laughs> on. 
our hands and pray in the spirit just lift your hands where you are and pray in the spirit is somebody praying tonight? Celibatosa, Reketala Tabatosiata, Virana Matosi, Parana Matariana Matosa, Virana Matosa, Matosa, I come before my Lord and King, the one who gave his life for me. I'll raise the banner of his name.
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Shalom, evening everybody. Please, I believe you are all doing well. Shalom, evening church. I hope you are all doing well. Hallelujah. Wow. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. To the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to welcome all of you to um, the first, or let me say, the maiden edition of School of Spiritual Mystery. Hallelujah. And here, we are not going to talk about anything simple that we all know. We are going deep into the things of the spirit and i want everybody to help me because the lord will help us understand things um, that are hidden and also things that are actually being revealed hallelujah i want all of you to help me by doing something i want everybody to have a free mind are you with me have a free mind if you don't have a free mind, it means your mind has, you know, been, let me say, captured by religion. And if you become too religious, you will not understand what we are going to do. And um, you will be too quick to fight the knowledge that is coming to you. So I beg all of you, I want you to be open-minded. And that is one of the ways... A person that is open-minded is actually a person that has a teachable spirit. When we say someone has a teachable spirit, somebody that is willing to learn, unlearn, and relearn. Are you getting it? 
So there are many things that you have come to believe um, as we come to the knowledge of the truth. You should be someone that will now understand that, oh, okay, so per what I'm hearing now, I think what I already knew was a wrong knowledge. Let me throw it away and now learn this new one and also come to the place where you, you would relearn a lot of things. Hallelujah. And because there are many things that today is just the introduction, so I will not be able to go into depth. But I'm telling you um, for a fact that by the time we hit about two weeks in this school of spiritual mysteries, some of you will begin to burn with fire. You will now know how spirits operate. You will know how to control spirits. Are you with me? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And the Lord is going to be of a great blessing to us in the name of Jesus. I'm going to give you spiritual secrets that Satan doesn't want you to know. Because he knows that once you get those secrets, it, is, it will be very easy for you to deal with him. And these are some of the spiritual secrets that most of the pastors do not know. Some of them preach about it, but they don't teach it. It is one thing to, to touch something and another thing. You know, to know about something is different from you knowing the thing. Are you following? Yeah. So, the Lord is going to help us. And um, it will be of a great blessing to us. Listen to me. What we are going to do, if you don't become open-minded, it will be a waste of time for you. And I don't want only few people to be lifted into higher consciousness among us. I beg, I beg, because there are many of us who are still in certain bondage, all because we have not been enlightened by the Spirit of God. So I want everybody to be open-minded. Forget about what your pastor told you. Some of you, you don't get what I'm saying. Somebody's already asked, hey, what is Prof trying to say? Is he going to speak against Christianity? Never will I do that. I'm a Christian. I'm a strong believer in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I want you to understand something. Hmm? Yeah. You know, we will have by the time we, let me just give you some few objectives. By the time we are through with this school of spiritual mysteries, which will not be now or tomorrow. By the time we are through with this school of spiritual mysteries, you will know the exact location of hell. Are you with me? You will know the exact location of heaven. You will know the exact location of Satan. You will know the exact location of yourself. Because, listen to me, you don't know where you are. That's what you need to understand. Right now, if I ask you a question, where are you? That's the most confusing question you would ever hear in your life. 
Don't tell me you are you are at Kaswa. That's very wrong. It is the same way if I ask you who are you and you mention your name, you are wrong. Don't tell me, oh, I'm a Kusia, this. That is very wrong. Right now, this one alone should tell you that you don't even know yourself. So relax and learn. Are you with me? Alright, and I know that by the time we are getting to the climax of um, you know, this meeting, the Lord will help us and He will open our eyes in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I can't teach everything today. No, 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 no. Today I just came to scratch the surface. I came to whet your appetite today. So there are many things I will make mention of them, but I will not go into details. But God willing, tomorrow I will continue. Then next week, Saturday and Sunday, I will also continue and we'll keep moving in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, let's take a word of prayer. Eternal one, we give you glory. We honor you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for such a time as this in your presence. We pray, O oh Lord, that anything that will be a stumbling block, anything that will be a limitation, even to our diving in the deeper waters of the Spirit, let that thing be taken away. In the mighty name of Jesus, today we make our souls available. Cause us to be moved by the currents of the waters of the Spirit, even to the deeper dimension of your glory, that we shall know the truth and that the truth shall make us free. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, we give God all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, let me just start by asking a question. Let me start by asking a question. Let me just start by asking a question. Hallelujah. All right, now, there are many of us. You know, can I say something here? Okay, there are two, when you are looking for people that are seekers of the truth, anybody that wants to have the truth, all the people trying to have the truth, they are divided into two categories. There are two categories of beings or human beings trying to have the truth. The first category are known as the believers. And the second category, they are known as the lowest. Believers in the lowest. The know I'm talking about to know, have knowledge, lowest. So there are believers and there are lowest. Now, when you look at these two categories of people, the lowest are higher and stronger than the believers. Are you with me? Can you all hear me, please? 
good. So there are believers and there are knowers. Now, the believers are the people that believe in realities. They just come to a place where they, they just believe in a reality that, okay, this one is in existence. That is all. And once you are a believer, there are certain benefits you get. But a knower is a person that is trying to... Every knower was once a believer. So put that at the back of your mind. But they have built upon their belief with knowledge. So that which they have believed, they want to know that particular thing. Are you with me? Let me help you. Let me help you with something so that you understand what I'm talking about. Now, in all scripture, what God said will cause his people to perish is the lack of what? Knowledge, not belief. The fact that you believe in the Lord God, he said, my people, when we say a, a people of God, we are talking about people that have their belief in God. You can believe in God and still perish. Mm. Anyone that tells you that, oh, just believe in the Lord and that is all, the person has limited you. I'm not saying don't believe. Believe in the Lord. But believe in is the foundation of spiritual exploits. If you don't believe, you have nothing to do with spirituality. So you first need to believe. It becomes the foundation where you are now about to explore. But if you, if you stay at the realm of believing, you have become a foundation that no house was built upon. But a man that wants to experience that which he has believed begins to walk in the realm of knowledge. That man builds upon that foundation called belief. Amen. So I want you to know this. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 3 verse 16, we all know what the Bible said. John chapter 3 verse 16. We all know what the Bible said. The Bible said that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. This is amazing. If you believe in the Lord, the Bible said you will not perish. But now God is telling us that for the lack of knowledge, my people perish. So what is God looking for? Is it belief or knowledge? I don't know if somebody is getting what I'm saying. Be very open-minded and follow me today. People of God. God said, if you believe, in the Lord Jesus, you will not perish, but you have everlasting life. Now, the same God 
is telling us that his people are perishing because they lack knowledge. Was he not the one that told us that if you believe, you will not perish? We have believed in him. That is why we have become his people. But why are we perishing because of lack of knowledge? So what is God looking for? Does he just want us to believe in him? Or we should have knowledge? Which is which? Somebody said, man of God, why are you trying to attack God? I'm not attacking God. I'm trying to help you. I want you to know this. The day you believe in the Lord Jesus, it is a seed that has been sown. And understand this. There is no farmer, hear me well, there is no farmer that glories in himself when he sows a seed. There is no glory in seed sowing. Some of you don't get what I'm saying. The glory is in the fruits. After the seed that you planted has actually germinated. That is where glory is. There is grace in seed sowing, but there is glory at the end. All the time, when we say something is glorious to God, it is the end of the thing. No wonder Solomon now tells us that the end of the thing is better than the beginning thereof. So the beginning of a thing to God is called grace. It is by grace that God will start everything. So during the beginning, it looks like everything is done by God. The beginning is called grace, but the end is glory. Are you following? So even in your work with God, there is the beginning and there is what will get you to the end. So the beginning of your work with God is called believing. You first need to believe in the Lord Jesus. Then you have actually taken yourself out of the pathway of the parishes. But if you don't carry out with what you are supposed to do to get to the end, it, it is easy for you to perish. Because anybody, anybody that has believed in the Lord has become a person. Of God, or let me say, all the people that have believed in the Lord, they are the lost people. I'm, I'm coming somewhere, but I want you to understand these things. So, if you are God's people and you are still perishing because of knowledge, then we need to understand something. So, even what we call eternal life, there are dimensions in eternal life. Once you believe in the Lord Jesus, eternal life is planted in you like a seed but it must grow to a point where it will become a tree that is bearing fruit so the same John 3 16 that told us that by believing you will not perish when we read the book of John chapter 17 verse 3 if you have it you can post it here John chapter 17 verse 3 this is what the same John told us John said, and this is eternal life. This is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. This is the way to have eternal life, to know you. Ah! Was it not the same person that told us that by believing? 
somebody following? So I want you to know there are people, in fact, even Christians, there are Christians that say, As for me, I believe that God is God, and that is all. That is all. You will get to a certain point, you can't advance in, in life with God again. But there are those, they believe as you believe, but that is not all to them. They want to make inquiries, they want to delve deep into the matters of God. God, you have been telling us about Angel Gabriel. I believe that there is an Angel Gabriel. I believe. In fact, I believe that he was the one that appeared to Mary and told Mary of the good news. I believe that. But I will not end there. I want to have experiences where I will not have knowledge of who that Angel Gabriel is. Somebody with me? And those people that are known as knowers, they are those that are saying that believing is not enough. Believing is not enough. Believing is the foundation. I want to build upon the foundation. And what you need is knowledge. So now let me ask you a question. Are you a believer or a knower? Problem don't come. Problem don't come. Someone say, man of God, which Noah? Is it the one um, that God saved during the flood? Hey, see me bring Amen. It's a journey. You can choose to be just a believer, but we choose to be knowers. We want to know because we don't want to perish. There are two dimensions of perishing. You can perish when you don't believe. But even if you believe, there are dimensions. Oh my God. There are dimensions if you are not able to enter, you are perishing. And anybody that wants to be a no one in the things of God must be very open-minded. Hear me well. If you carry certain religious beliefs, you will stay at the foundational level. You will never go forward. Because this is where a lot of... It's okay. Let me just move to where, what I want to talk about. Today, I want to say a few things. Some of the things might sound very heavy, but I will say them. The Lord will help us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, I will move very fast because some of them... I've been able to teach some of them and bit by bit and throughout my sermons. So you will understand. Now, I want you to know this. The first thing I want to say is that God is spirit. God is spirit. God is not a spirit. God is spirit. Did you get that? Now, let me ask this question. There is a difference between spirit and a spirit. There is a difference. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, relax and learn. God is spirit. Now, the word God is spirit actually means that He is the source of all spirits. Everything came out of God. Are you getting it? All spirits came out of the spirit, which is God. Including the realm that this spirit was supposed to dwell. So the first thing that actually came out of God, the spirit was a realm. Before God made spirit to dwell in those realms. Very, very necessary. You need to know this one. Now, all those realms that God made before he made bees and placed them in those realms. All those realms have influence on the bees that dwell within them. I don't want to go to that side more. But I want you to know this. Every spirit came out of God, the spirit. Now, I asked a question the other time. And the question is, what is a spirit? What is a spirit? Let me just take some few answers. What do you think? What is a spirit? What is a spirit? In your own knowledge. In your own knowledge. What is a spirit? Hey. Oh. Okay, somebody's own language. Somebody said an unknown being in the form of air. Okay. Somebody said air. Somebody said something that can be seen physically. Okay. The non-physical part of a person. Okay. Some said a being that exists in an unseen realm. Okay. Good <laughs> Some said a non-physical being. Okay. Some said the soul of a person. Some said a supernatural being. Okay. Don't bring big, big words because every word you bring here, I'll ask questions on that. Because I want all of us to understand what we are talking about. Are you following? You see, some of us, we, we, just, we just believe in things and we say them without knowing what they really are. That is why we are suffering. Somebody can just say, oh, you know, a spirit is any, any being that lives in the, in, in the unseen realm. Now, the question is, what is unseen? What is unseen? The question is unseen by who? <laughs> you see that because as you are standing here right now, 
you cannot see your intestines in that one experience. You cannot see when you eat food, how they digest in your stomach, you can't see in that one spirit realm. This is when the problem is. <laughs> Okay, when we say vitamin, have you seen vitamins before? How many of us have seen vitamins before? Oh, calcium. Uh, hello, my fellow calcium. Um. You see, we don't know. We believe we, we believe we know, but we don't know. That's where the problem. We believe we know. And that is what religion is doing to us. Because if you really want to know what spirit is, where God will launch you, you will throw some of the nonsense things our pastors have told us away. See, I'm a pastor by God's grace. It is by the methods of God that I'm a pastor. And I've always realized this. Pastors are not the same. So I'm telling you, some of them are afraid to say what God will tell them to say. But me, <laughs> I will, I will, oh, I will say it, Papa. Not, I won't say all of them because every knowledge that God will give has a time designated for that knowledge to be released. I'm telling you. Now, when I ask you, some, some of you even said a spirit is a being that is a non, a, a non physical being. The question is this what is physical? Okay, what is physical? <laughs> hey, Holy Ghost, help your church. Oh, we don't know anything. Oh. Holy Ghost. <laughs> hey. oh, what is what is physical? Someone said what what we can see and touch. Mm. Anything you can see and touch. There are certain things you need to understand about that thing. Okay, somebody said, and can also feel. Okay, now follow me carefully. Whatever you can see, touch, and feel. <laughs> Today we are, oh, I've not started apologetics. When we start apologetics, some of you, you become atheists. <laughs> the questions I will ask, so I'm telling you, you think we know. So I'm telling you. That was that some people you you can never convert them to Christianity. Because if you want to, you'll say, sit down, let me let us talk. Let us talk. Who created God? Uh-huh. Nobody created God or God came on his own. Problem will come right there. But may the Lord help us. I want you to know this. When we say spirit, what is spirit? I won't answer the question. Here. The answers we are giving, I'm not saying they are wrong. They are actually right. But we are still confusing ourselves with other words. Because if you don't know what physical is, and you say a certain being is a non-physical being, you have confused yourself right there. How can you? 
tell the definition of a certain being to be non-physical when you yourself you don't even know what physical is. And we say physical is something we can see, touch and feel. If we can see the thing, we can touch it and we can feel it. Then it is something that has weight. Is that also? Can you all hear me, please? Good. So whatever we can touch has weight. If it has weight, then definitely it is occupying a certain space. Is that not so? Because even if you put it in your hand, it has occupied the space in your hand. And anything that has space, that has a weight and occupies space, we all know the definition. It's called matter. That means, so are you trying to tell me that spirits are not matter? As a man of God, me, me, I did home economics. I don't want some of these things. We are talking about life. And we are here talking about home economics. You don't want to grow. Amen. <laughs> oh my God. Some of you don't know. You see, the problem is this. Exactly, we need to understand some things. Let me now touch on what I want to say. Listen, we really need to understand how things, you see, this is the main reason why you need to know that mortality is death. Mortality is death. Mortality is death. That is why we are struggling to understand how we were even made. We are struggling to understand. We are struggling to understand how we were made. All because we have become mortal men. This is what happened to us when we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We fell to the extent that we, we lost knowledge. Now we are struggling to even understand how we were made. So we can even read the whole book of Genesis chapter 1. Moses is now telling us how God created the heavens and the earth. And still, we just can't imagine the whole thing. Amen. Now, let me just say this word. Jesus made a short um, definition of certain days he called ghosts and other verses called spirit. The spirit of the Lord come upon you. 
Jesus said something. He said, Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm getting the scripture for you. Now, when Jesus resurrected from the dead and he appeared in the room where the disciples were, the Bible said, They all saw him, but Thomas did not believe. No, 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 no. Was it not the same the Jesus that we all saw him crucified on the cross? How come? This might be a ghost we are seeing. Now Jesus moved close to Thomas and said, Behold, my hands and my feet, that, that it is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see me have. A spirit has not flesh and bones. Hmm. So when we are actually looking at what a spirit is, we are looking, we are looking at a being that is without bones and flesh. Now, if I go into what bones actually are, you get confused because a bone is the foundation or the framework of every formed entity. So even you as a human being, when you look at your body, your flesh is formed around your, your skeletal system, known as your bones. It is the framework. If you have no bones, you will look like a cloth, material. You will not have any form, no shape. You can't stand. Are you getting what is going on here? So we can squeeze you into any direction. Now, if Jesus is telling us that a spirit does not have the does not have bones and flesh, then what can actually be the the, the don't know how we I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I'm trying to imagine how spirits will look like. Oh my God. So now, there are times, you see, when there is, you are trying to enter into a gate, mm, and you are bigger than the, let me say, the gateway, it will be very difficult for you to enter. Is that not so? Because your, the bones in your body or your skeletal system and the flesh around you, they are wider when it comes to, to weight than the doorway. So you will not be able to enter. But the spirit is not like that. A spirit can enter anywhere. So there is nothing like a stumbling block for a spirit. No, no, no. It will enter everywhere. It can enter through your roof and enter your room. It's nothing. Because the simplest way that I can use for a spirit is energy. Energy. We are about to go somewhere. Ah, okay, follow me. Energy. Now, let me try and break something down. 
You see, when you enter your room and you see the switch that will on and off your light, you can switch it on and immediately your light will come forth. Now, what you are actually seeing is light. And in fact, the light will help you see what is in your room. But what is actually happening? When you press the switch, something moved from somewhere before you could get the light. And that thing is called electrical energy. You cannot see it. But it can be converted into something for you to see. So what am I trying to see? And whether you like it or yes, elect that electrical energy will not die. So spirits are energies. And whether you like it or yes, spirits don't die. But what happens to spirits is that they convert. They are transformed into other energy forms. Are you following? The same way potential energy can be converted to kinetic energy. The same way heat energy can be converted to electrical energy. That is how spirits are. Now, there are so many kinds of spirits. We need to know this one. But the chief, the one that all spirits came out of, including your human spirit, God. This is why we say God is spirit, not a spirit. Once you say a spirit, you have made, you have made, you have reduced God to an entity that belongs to something. But God does not belong to anything. He is himself. Out of him cometh all energy forms. Are you following? They will say things. I'm just trying to touch on some people. The things we need to know. I beg you, get a big book. This is a school. Hmm? That's why we call it the school of spiritual mysteries. It is a school. Not everybody can enroll. I know that some of you, tomorrow you will not join. Because your brain will jam. <laughs> you would have to go to some of um, the places where we, we learn class. Very class four things. The Lord will help you. Now, can I say something? Now, when we look at, Jesus said, a spirit does not have bones and flesh. As you can see now. Now, there is a composition of bones in the composition of the flesh. The composition of the bones and the composition of the flesh. Now, when I was talking about the dust, I made mention of what comes together to form the human body. Hmm? And I will not go into that. If you want to know that one, you can go and download the, the message. You, you will learn. Are you following? Oh, the Lord will help us. Good. So now, when you see a spirit, so long as the spirit does not have bones, means that there is something in man that the spirit does not have. And so long as the spirit does not have flesh, 
it means there is something in man that that spirit does not have. Now, when we speak of spirit, we are trying to talk about angels. We are talking about spiritual beings in the heavenly realms. We are talking about Satan. We are talking about demons and all those kind of beings that God has created. Are you following? Good. Now, follow me. When a child is born, so let me just say this before I go to um, what I was just about to say. Now, God created realms out of Himself before He made beings that would dwell in those realms. So I told you that. When you read the book of Revelation chapter 5, verse 13, Revelation chapter 5, verse 13, in the entire multiverse of God, in the entire multiverse of God, God, in his infinite wisdom, can you all hear me please? Somebody said no sound. Okay. Now, in the entire multiverse, the Bible says, Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea, and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praised and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Now, according to this scripture, we come to understand the Lordship of Jesus Christ will, will run through all the realms of God's creation. So when God, the Spirit, was about to bring forth things out of Himself, the first thing God made were the realms. The realms. Now, these realms are the heavens. The earth, under the earth, and the sea. Don't forget. Heaven, earth, under the earth, and the sea. These are the four main realms of God's multiverse. Now, when you pick earth alone, to God, <laughs> earth is not just what we think we are seeing here. following to God this egg actually has seven spheres around it where we are living now with our physical body is just the physical plane of the earth there are other six spheres that our optical eyes cannot behold and all those fears, there are beings that dwell in them. Now, the moment you exit the entire earth, 
you have entered into the realm known by physicists as space. Now, that space you enter, you are entering into the realms of the heavens, which is called heaven in the scripture. And I'm going to help us. So there are there are zillions of heavens. In the name of Jesus. And we have under the earth. Under the earth. That one too is a realm. And it has other spheres in it. Then we have the sea. The sea is not just the physical place you go and stand at the beach and you just take pictures. No, 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 no. That is just the physical plane of the sea. In fact, when you go into the sea, the sea is not made up with seven planes like the earth. The earth is smaller, so much smaller than the sea. So the sea has plenty of spheres and realms. And in fact, can I say this? Anybody, any human being that has been born by a woman on this earth passed through a certain realm in the sea before they came here. That has been born by a woman as a human being to this earth passed through a certain realm of the sea before the person got here. Now understand this. All those realms are realms that every realm that we are talking about is a realm God actually has created beings to dwell there. They are living a life that God created them to live. You are not the only being God has created. And where you are living, this earth, this physical plane, is not the only place that the focus of God is on. You need to understand these things. Don't limit God by your small knowledge. Because the more you know, the more God becomes mighty. And if you know small, you think God is small. So don't limit God and don't insult God. By your small knowledge. Mm -hmm. Amen. I want to give you a certain scripture. I think the book of Job. Let me check whether chapter 26. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Good. Job chapter 26 verse 5. I want other versions. Job chapter 26 verse 5. Now, the international standard version says, The ghost of the dead right under the waters, along with those who live there with them. The ghost of the dead. 
The King James said, Dead things are formed from under the waters, and the inhabitants thereof. I want other versions, so bring out your version. ASV said, They that are deceased, he's talking about those that, that are dead. Those that, they that are deceased tremble beneath the waters and the inhabitants thereof. Amplified said, The shades or the shades of the dead tremble underneath the waters and their inhabitants. Okay? Is somebody getting what is going on here? When people die, they pass through a certain realm, which is under the waters, that is the sea, the realm. There is a realm in the sea, very deep in the sea. It is known, okay, the message says, all the buried dead are in torment, and all who have been drowned in the deep, deep sea, okay, this one said, the dead wait those under the water and those inhabiting them. Listen, this is what the scripture is trying to say. The ISV makes it simple. He said, the ghost of the dead. When somebody dies, the person's ghost is under the waters. And the person's ghost is there with those who live there. That means under the waters. There are beings that are living there. That is where God made them to be. They are known as inhabitants. Somebody get in this. That place is called Inchi Asamando. And now he said, the dead tremble in their place beneath the waters. So when you die, the first place you get to is the realm of the dead. And the realm of the dead is under the waters. The realm of the dead is under the waters. It's known as Inchi Asamado. And whether you like it or yes, you pass through that realm before you came to this earth. Because there are beings that are living there already. That is where God made them to be. That is where they are living their lives. So anytime somebody dies, you, you enter into the realm of the dead. You will see a lot of people living their lives over there. And when you get to the realm of the dead, there is what must be done to you based on what and how you lived your life on this earth before you can now enter into other dimensions. Because just as it took nine months period for a child to be born onto the physical plane, it takes a whole lot of days, months, years before a person that is dead can, can now arrive at the final destination. You don't die as a Christian and within two seconds you are in heaven. It's a lie. Don't, don't, don't believe that. It's a lie. Many of you don't know what I'm talking about. You die in your partner in heaven. No, 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 no. It does not work like that. It does not. Because there are protocols. Hmm? There are protocols. If you are asking your guardian angel how you manage to come to the earth, he teach you what I'm teaching you. 
And the day your spirit soul being leaves your entire body, it is your guardian angel that will hold your hands and take you to where you belong. following good now I want you to know this once you get to know there are realms plenty realms uncountable realms in God's creation and all these realms have beings that God has created to dwell there. And our problem is this. Once our physical optical eyes cannot see anything, we call it spirit. It's not necessarily like that. Are you following? But let's just call them spirits. You let us call them spirits. Because every other being dwelling in their realm that cannot also see you, also call you spirit. Don't believe that when beings are in their realm, they can see every human being. That's not true. You following? Now, let me talk about a particular group of spirits. Let me talk about a particular group of spirits. I need to talk about this today. So that we can move to the message now in God's creation and work for humans to fulfill his mandate God put a lot of things in place to help man fulfill his destiny on this earth so the immediate universe hmm, Understand that there's a difference between universe. There are a whole lot of universes that God has made. Why do you speak of universe? Universe. You're actually speaking of just one thing. Hmm? A dimensional um, group of things that have been brought together as one. It is one universe. So we, as human beings, we are living in a certain universe. And in our universe, we have planets. In our universe, we have things that are also helping us to fulfill mandate. We are not... See, that is what you need to understand. In our universe, we have stars. We have planets helping us to fulfill our, our destiny and our mandate. There is another universe that we don't know of. That also has that universe also has um, planets, stars, helping them to also fulfill their mandate. So you can count down plenty of universes, which we, we, we just call all of them multiverse. Somebody getting what it's going. If you want to understand creation and the, the you see, you need to follow me. In some of these things you might not hear it um, from any place. So you need to open your heart and learn. When spirits confront you, they should know that you know. Are you following?
Are you following? Good. Now, when you come to our universe, there are beings known as elemental spirits or elementary spirits. But mostly they are known as elemental spirits. And I want to talk about them today. Elemental spirits. Now, elemental spirits are a particular group of beings in the Elohim of God that dwell in the universe of man. Relax and take it cool. I spoke to us about the Elohim. Spoke to us about the Elohim. The Elohim, they are judges, they are rulers, they are gods. God has given to them certain power and mandate to judge when things go wrong. Are you with me? And God was actually the chief among them. This is why you need to learn these things. All elemental spirits are part of the Elohim. Now, God has given them assignments. Now, the Elohim are not the greatest beings in heaven. Not at all. And we will come there. So I want you to know, when we say Elohim, don't be too confused. There are some Elohim that rebelled against God. And there are some of them that are still intact with God. Are you with me? Good. So now, in our universe, we have elemental spirits. Now, when we say elemental spirits, we are talking of spirits that are given to the four elements of creation. So when you come to earth, there are elemental spirits in the earth. When you come to the air, there are elemental spirits in the air. When you come to waters, there are elemental spirits of water. Then when you come to fire, there are elemental spirits of fire. Now, these are spirits that live in these elementals. Or let me say the elements. Their main assignment and work is that they should judge righteously and make sure that the universe is actually in the shape that God made it. So there are some of the elemental spirits that live in waters. And one of them which I know. And all those beings that live in water, some of you know. When I'm way back, where I used to sit, where I used to stay, there was a certain um, um, river known as Menya in Tafu. And some of us we know. Um, our villages, there are beings that dwell in certain waters. 
where my mom's father comes from. This place called um, Abono Lake Bosomche. Bosomche is a certain being that dwells in the lake. So there are times when we are having maybe a deba or something, Bosomche can come like a human being and walk among the people. Those that have known him in the spirit realm can decode him when they see him. Now, these beings are judges. They are rulers. Except the ones that have rebelled against God. That is the reason why when somebody takes your, your, um, your goat and you curse the person with Antoine, Antoine will make sure that they will cause judgment and justice to be made straight. So once the person has taken it, definitely Antoine will make sure that the person will face justice. But when the person is experiencing the punishment from a so you see, can you hear me? I want to say something. Else. It is in the power of Antoine as an Elohim to judge. These are things you need to know. These are things you need to know. That is the reason why you can't go and urinate in any water body. Because if you do so, Antoine will make sure that he will give justice. Mm. Where are we about to land? You can't just go and say, oh, me, 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 me. The Holy Ghost lives in me, I can urinate anywhere. It's a lie. It's a lie. In fact, when the Holy Ghost dwells in you, he will never tell you to go and you relate in Antoine. He will never do that. In as much as the Holy Ghost is greater than these, all these beings, he will never cause you to go against the righteous way. Never. You need to learn these things. That is why. You don't just get up and insult certain and try the way this and try this. What has he done to you? Have you seen that your eyes are opening gradually? Now, there are some of them. So you see, you can see a river. And the being that is in the river had already rebelled against God. It's Bonin Kwan Uji. Are you getting it? And I don't know if Antoine is fast. Me, I don't know. Okay? That's not my ministry. Whether Antoine has rebelled against God or not, I don't know. But I'm just trying to let you know. God actually placed these beings in the elements of creation in our universe for them to keep it. So when there is a release of gas, in the air to the extent that human beings when they inhale it are dying it is the responsibility of the airy elemental spirit 
to make sure they clear the air. So that the air will still be intact for people to breathe. There are beings that dwell in fire. Now, hear me. Those that have rebelled against God, they demand human worship. Because they are Elohim. They, de- they are gods. They demand worship. Now, when you go to Nigeria, there is a certain God, a certain elementary spirit. In the element of that, of that being is the fire dimension. But he uses a certain dimension of the fire, known as thunder. And his name, you have, you have heard of several times, maybe in Nigerian names. They call him Madioha. Some of us know that. I've heard that before. Amadioha is the god of thunder. And thunder is actually a mixture of the wind, or let me say the air and the fiery dimension, but more of the fire. So these are elemental spirits. And some of the elemental spirits of the earth are the dwarfs. There is no secret when it comes to it. It assassins material. That they don't know. That is why sometimes when you even go and buy a lamp, you need to speak to them by the Holy Ghost to exit the when you go to a place where they are taking charge. Because they are elemental, they are earthly elemental spirits. Are you following? Good. They are those that will teach you. Helps. Sometimes you, you can appear to some of our forefathers when they are going to the farm and say, so when you take this and you add this to this, it will do this kind of this one. It will cure this sickness. It will do this. It will do this. Mostly that's what they do. They are not like human beings. They do not have flesh and bones like us. They, they cannot eat our, our physical food. But any food you have in your hand, it is not only the physical aspect of the food that is there. There are dimensions of the food in your hand that your eyes cannot see. There are dimensions of the food in your hand that your eyes cannot see. And that is how come even food can get spoiled. The dimensions of the food that can that you cannot see make up what what we call the frequency of the food. Can you all hear me, please? We'll go to frequency, God willing, tomorrow. And we'll explain into details. Can you all hear me?
Can you all hear me, please? Great. So when you cook your food, let me say this, when you cook your food, and your food is in a bowl, hot, and you're about to eat, the food has what we call frequency. Hmm? The food has a frequency. And when we talk about frequency, we are talking about the, the particles, hmm? the, the particles that make up the food. I go much into this one, it will become science. But let me just, the particle, everything you see in this world, it's vibrating, it is moving. Can you hear me, please? Good. So the movement of that particular thing per time and everything gives you the frequency of the food. So every food, for it to be a perfect food, it must have a certain frequency. The moment the frequency of the food drops, it means the food has gone. That is how come you can see at the anemia. It means its frequency has gone down. It is the same thing that applies to the human body. Your body has a frequency. The moment the frequency of your body drops, you fall sick. And there is the frequency of a dead human body. That a dead human body has a frequency of I think 15 hertz. One five hertz. Now, what makes this whole thing heavy is that when a person sleeps, when you are asleep, your frequency, the frequency of your body drops to the same 15 hertz. So what does it mean? The easiest way to die is to sleep. Because the same thing that happens to a dead man happens to a man that sleeps. What happens? The soul of the person exits his or her body. The difference is that when it comes to the one that is sleeping, it is not the entire soul that leaves the body. But certain parts of the soul can leave the body based on what the person is interacting with in other realms. Are you with me? Good. So when a certain part of you leaves you, your, your body, and you begin to experience dreams, so even when you are dreaming, a part of your soul has left your physical body and it has entered into other realms. But the reason why you can be brought back is that there is a certain link between that part of your soul that is in the dream and your body. So it is that link that draws that part of your soul back to your body so that you can wake up. And that thing is called the silver cord. The silver cord. There are people that have eyes deep in the spirit. They can see these things. 
Because every time a man sleeps, in fact, so that you can enter into certain realms that actually exist. That is what there are some of you. You have been to certain places in your dreams for more than 10 times. Every time you are, you are, it looks like this place is familiar to me. In, in, I've dreamt about this place before. Meanwhile, you don't know the place physically. So that some of you, when you are dreaming and you see yourself at a certain place, you know that some people will start chasing you. And it has happened for like five times. And you don't even know this place. There are realms that are existing already. So when you sleep, you travel to many realms. And all these realms have beings that are dwelling there. So when they see you, some of them see you as an alien. Those that are matured in that realm can see you. But those that are not matured cannot see you. And even if you too, you are not matured enough, you can't even see these beings. My girl. So when a person is about to die, certain things do happen. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7, that was. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7, that was. The Bible says, Okay, let's read from verse 6. From verse 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 6. The Bible said, When the silver coin or ever the silver coin be loose or the golden bowl be broken. When we say golden bowl, we are speaking of your scowl, your scowl, and we'll come there to talk deep about the human body and other parts related to it, like this or her spiritual dimensions. He said, Or ever the silver cord lose, that means that at that moment, what links your soul to your body has been broken. The moment that one is broken, your soul can't be drawn to your body again, so it will leave your body. Are you getting it? Good. Now, when the silver cord is broken and is loose and the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher be broken at the fountain or the wheel broken at the system, the seven, the Bible says, then the dust shall return to the earth as it was. That means your body will go back into the earth where it was taken from. Then what left? And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So when a human being dies, the body will go to the earth where it was taken from. Then the spirit will go to God who gave it. Then it will it will be left with what? Exactly. Once you die, your physical body goes to the earth. Your spirit will now go to God. Then it is your soul that will now 
decide where it will go based on the kind of life it lives on this earth. Are you following? Great. If everything you do physically is in the account of your soul, I want to help you. When a child is born afresh, the first place that the soul of the child is found, well, I will give you I promise. When a child is born afresh, where can you locate the soul of the child before it is spread out through the entire body? Mm. Somebody said his head. Someone said his fist. Someone said their mind. What are you also saying? Someone said in the stomach. Someone said the umbilical cord. Somebody said stomach. Somebody said the child's cry. Someone said the hand. Okay, now let me say this. When a child is born, there is a place around the child that is best to take a blood sample whenever you want to take something in the child's blood. Which place is that? Join family life as a This is a simple question. No, okay, if you're a mother here, listen. When you give birth to your, your, your newborn child, hmm, when the doctors wanted to take a sample from the child to just look at something, they they they, they took the sample from a certain part of the child, but this part is that. Their foot. Granny Nasi. Nasi. That is actually the place that the soul of the child is found. Before it will start moving and spreading into all the parts of the body. But there is a certain place that the soul must concentrate. When the soul concentrates at that place in the child's body, the child can now begin to ascend in the realms of consciousness. Mm. And which place is that? Somebody said the head. You are getting close, but <laughs> someone said the brain or mind. Someone said the mind. You are around, but 
it is around the brain around the brain Hey, Holy Ghost, come and see your children. Oh. <laughs> Let me see this. You see, have you realized that when a child is born, hmm, the child is even innocent. When you bring somebody close to the child and you slap the person, the child cannot even know whether what you did was good or bad. I hope you know that one. Good. It means at that point the soul of the child has not landed at the seat that is supposed to be. The very day the soul tries to get close to that seat, that is when the child will now know that slapping somebody is wrong, but giving somebody money is good. And that moment is called the conscience of the child has become active. But still, the soul of the child had not yet sat on the seat that is called to be. So the seat where the soul of the person is supposed to sit before he can explore in the realms of consciousness is known as the pineal gland. How many of us know that one? Oh, one of the pineal glands. In between your two eyes, there is a certain. You see, okay, in the afona, the day I know my day, I be ready to be point this evening. Good. It, there is a, a particular part in the brain, very that actually um. Manifest on that. I don't know how to say this. Um, okay, so now, in between your two eyes, getting to your forehead, there, that place is called your temple. Your temple. Your temple. And the middle of the temple is where the pineal gland is. So the pineal gland actually is on the brain physically, but it does not do any, it does not do only physical works. We all know, especially the scientists, we all know that physically, yes, people call it the third eye. In fact, whether you dream or not, that is what you used to see. Anything. When it comes to sight in the realm of the spirit, it is the pineal gland. It is the most spiritual part of the human body. The most, the most. You cannot even know God if that part is not enlightened. It is called the eyes of your mind. When the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of them so that they cannot see the light of the word of God, it means the pineal gland. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying?
So before a person can fall asleep, it is the work of the pineal gland to release certain hormones or certain secretions. The, the secretion that will be released by the pineal gland to cause you to feel sleepy is known as melatonin. Now, relax, relax. We are talking about you. This is a school. Huh? This is a school of spiritual mysteries. So get ready. Today, today is just the introduction. And we will enter deeper dimensions. Today's introduction. We will get to dimensions where I will begin to let you know angels. And I will tell you what these angels do. One by one by one by one by one. As the Lord permits me. So today is just introduction, just laying the foundation. I'm just welcoming all of you to the school. And only me will make it. So please let us get ready for what the Lord is about to do. Amen. <laughs> I know that some of you are confused. You don't know whether that today you sleep on your pillow or you should throw the pillow away. Or you don't know whether you should drink water again or please relax. Amen. So until your soul enters into your pineal gland, you are not aware of your true self. The moment your soul sits, because the pineal gland actually is the, is the seat of your soul, for you to explore in the realms of the, of the spirit, know God. It is that place where consciousness is found. And God willing, tomorrow I'll talk about what consciousness is. Amen. The Lord will help us. So today I just laid some few foundations and um, I spoke to us about spirits. I spoke to us about how like God is spirit and all, all realms came out of him. And um, when we define a spirit, we see a spirit is a being. That is without flesh and bones. You get in it good. Now, another word for spirit is energy. Energy. And um, as we all know, you can feel energy. And sometimes you can see movements of energy. But laying hold of energy sometimes is not possible. Amen. Some say foundation radio that you roof. We are now starting. We are, in fact, we are now starting. This is school. So please, if you don't have book and pen, and the one trust she she she, get your book and pen. God willing, um, tomorrow you enter into another dimension. Hallelujah. We we'll talk about spirits. We we'll first enter into the realm of light and talk about God and the host of heaven. Talk about the holy ones. We we'll speak about the angelic small. Talk about, about principalities, about powers, talk about rulers, and all those kind of beings. We now enter into our um, you know, universe. We talk about the planetary spirits. We talk about how demons were to go into the dark world. We have a lot of things to, I'm telling you, we have a lot of things. 
when somebody says I've been to hell before and the person is explaining what he saw, you can now decode by this teaching whether the person is speaking the truth or not. You know what I mean? know where hell is. Where is hell at all? Where cry is hell? And where is Satan? Is Satan sitting down without moving? What is he doing at all? You all know all these things by the special grace of God. Amen. Alright, so please, today is just the foundation. And, um, so please make sure you get your books and your pens. You are going to write a lot of things. And the Lord will be a great blessing. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let me take some few questions um, before we close. Let me take some few questions. Alright, let's go. Okay, someone said, what happens to people at Asamarabot? Does judgment begin from Asamarabot? Are there spiritual beings in the marine world that are doing the work of God? Yet God made the other planets at the same time He made Earth in Genesis. When praying, do we channel our prayers to these elemental spirits or God? No, these elemental spirits, they are not um, beings we should worship. It is only God that we are supposed to worship. We don't channel prayer to any of them. Because they are elemental spirits, they demand worship, especially those that have rebelled against God. Can you hear me? So there are people living, like the human beings living with us, the only God they know is Asasaya. So they are worshipping the God of the earth. They pour libation to Asasaya and that's, that's the only, you see? So there are gods that people worship. We need to know that these are some of the fallen Elohim. So we don't channel our prayers through them. And also, when God made the, the earth came with all the other planets. The earth came with all the other planets. God did not make them one by one, one by one. No, 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 no. And in fact, the sun also came with some other planets. God will please remind me tomorrow. I'm going to say something. There is something that the Lord laid on my heart to share with us. It is called Mercury. Mercury. And we we'll talk about Mercury as a planet, Mercury as an element. And how come Mercury can repel 80% of spirits? And how come they even use some banks so that dwarfs cannot enter certain banks to steal money? Okay, when your soul enters into your pineal gland as um, a seat and is now ready to explore, the kind of spirit that you engage your pineal gland to will determine the kind of consciousness you have. And the kind of consciousness you have will determine your life because there are certain beings that dwell in the mental sphere of the earth. Those beings that dwell in the mental sphere of the earth, you know that as a human being, have a mind and the faculties of your mind are known as the mental faculties so beings that dwell in the mental sphere of the earth they are beings that we can say literally they live in the mind of human beings so those kind of beings what your mind will program 
is what they will bring into reality. And most demons are mental beings. So you can, when your, your, your mental faculties are heightened with light, there are some demons that cannot even attack you. Because they will need your mind before they can attack your death. Some demons. So if you are heightened in your mind by light, some of these demons cannot hurt you because they are mental beings. Yes, it is possible to do these things. And I will teach all of us. And I will go deep into something they call the chakra. How many of us know that the, the 10 energy points in the human body? The 10 energy points. Some of the Indian people know this. The Chinese people, they know this. So they can do certain things. It is not any spirit. It is energies deposited in their bodies that they are harnessing. Yes, people can levitate and there's no spirit in, in charge. It is just the energy points in your bodies. And I'm going to teach all these things. Um, it will help us by the special grace of God. You know, there are demons that can help people to levitate. If you, if you study church history, there was this guy that was making himself like Jesus. He was practicing magic here and there and he levitated to prove to the people that he was Jesus. Then Peter and some of the disciples came. Peter was standing there and immediately the Lord opened his eyes and he saw demons that have actually lifted this person. So he commanded the demons to leave the person. And they left the guy and he fell down. And his neck actually entered the ground and he died. So Jesus died. <laughs> so there are demons that can actually um, lift people. In fact, there are drugs that can do that. How do prophets decode messages as they get to know ones? That one is the work of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It's not a principle I can teach. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. But if I can say, if it was three principles to see the names of it. No, 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 no I'm not a herbalist. <laughs> I'm a prophet of God. Yeah. So it is the work of the Holy Ghost. And it, some, it depends on the kind of person, how serious the soul of the person is willing to follow the, the instructions of the Holy Ghost according to the giftings and the anointing. That one is a whole um, great topic on it. Okay, so, um, and you also said, are there spiritual beings in the marine world that are doing the work of God? Oh, yes. Yes. There are spiritual beings that God created in the marine world that know God. Yes, some of them are Christians, like as they know Christ. Yeah, if you go to the marine world, it's like a whole continent, like continents put together. There are human beings we all know on this earth. They have friends in the marine world. They can enter the sea with their physical bodies and they will now be captured into other spheres of the sea and they can stay there for months most of the clothing and the shoes and some of these things that people bring from abroad some of them come from these places mm. oh, that one there's is something normal you need to know yeah in fact 
we are much more technologically advanced than human beings. We, do, we don't know anything. If you enter the marine well, you care not if you will not come to this physical plane of the earth again. But cars that will come in the next 15 years, we are driving it now. In fact, let me show you one secret. 60%, 60% of the companies that actually, you know, mold cars, they receive their knowledge from the marine world. And most of them get their signs. Hmm? Like the sign, I mean, good, you know, I'm just saying, like the sign of Benz. Most of them, about 60, more than 60, more than 60. So you need to know some of these things. Yeah. In fact, the marine world, my goodness, they, they have knowledge. The only dimension that the marine world does not have knowledge about is the heavens, where God dwells. There is so much knowledge. They know. You go there, you meet a certain continent in the marine world. There is a being that controls the whole continent. And that being is called Lilith. And Lilith moves with a certain great power. No, I will not call the being a demon. The power known as Asmodeus. In fact, they will say as, Asimodi, Asmodeus. And Asmodeus linked with Lilith. And they gave birth to two beings, Incubus. These beings are in charge of all manner of spirits of lust, fornications, all those kind of things, spiritual marriage, and all those kind of things. They come from that realm. The continent on its own, they are at the 12 gate dimension of the sea. They sponsor prostitution, homosexuality, a whole lot of things. And the 11th gate is where you find them. Um, our own sister, Jezebel. <laughs> God punish the devil. All right, people of God, the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the name of Jesus. Amen. God willing, tomorrow we have a lot of things to talk about. So please make sure you get ready. The Lord is going to be a great blessing to all of us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Right after here, I'm going to upload the message. So please, if you missed anything, you can kindly go and download it and I will listen to it again and again. The Lord will be a great blessing to you. Once again, this is School of Spiritual Mystery. We are delving deep into the waters of the Spirit. Hallelujah. God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. We shall meet God willing tomorrow. Shalom. Bye-bye.